to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Sam here from the Chris and Sam podcast, your randomness, technology, and life podcast every week coming out uh, 30 minutes or less. Uh, but this t- week, we are at Field Days, checking out the Innovation Hub with all the amazing things. And I'm here with Scott. He's with the Waikato, uh, University of Waikato, but get that right, they'll kick me out. Uh, and they have a couple of machines here, actually, but I'm talking to Scott about the Robotic Asparagus Harvester. Um, you guys seem to turn up at Field Days every year with some sort of robot. Uh, previously, I think there was something to do with Apple Orchard. I remember that being in the pavilion once, and it was doing something. I spoke to Nick yesterday. Uh, we didn't record that, but we spoke about the Zespri sponsored, I guess, or survey robot, yeah. survey robot which yeah, is pretty so epic, uh, autonomous or towed vehicle. But there's a bigger vehicle here, and we always like big and beautiful machines. It's called the Robotic Asparagus Harvester, and it looks like a beast of a machine. What's your involvement with it, Scott, and how did you all this start? Um, so my personal involvement with this is pretty limited. I just put the doors on the side of it. That's uh, what we like to talk about. There's a <laughs> highly, highly technical piece of machinery, and we find the one guy that puts some doors on it. Yeah. Uh, that almost sounds like something me and Chris might have been able to do, but I'm assuming those doors are pretty high tech. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, maybe we'll have to get uh, you guys to install the doors next time. So maybe, maybe, maybe. That's our call. Um, yeah, but I worked quite closely with the guy that designed and built it and also the guy that did a lot of the software programming for it. So one of the things that we find as a common denominator in all of our projects is industry is really struggling with you know a certain pain point for whatever harvest yep. crop they're yep. trying to get. And we had an asparagus grower you know, come to us and then we started working with Robotics Plus as well so that we could actually end up commercialising it in the long run. And this one here in the in the tent is a prototype. Yep. So it's version 1.5, we call it. Oh, nice. So it's a little bit more refined than the initial one. And basically, it's a tractor-towed unit, and it goes along at a constant speed. And then we've got a vision system using an Xbox Connect sensor, um, which then runs that through a neural network to help determine what is an asparagus. Because as humans, we're pretty good at going, that's an asparagus. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, the PC has a bit of a hard time. So that's why we run it through the neural network. The next thing we've got to do is determine whether it's an asparagus spear that we actually want to harvest. Is it long enough? And Nothing worse is, than just cutting asparagus randomly. Well, exactly. Yeah, and um, oh, I guess you guys can't see it on the podcast, but in the video, there's a lot of shorter asparagus and longer ones. Yeah. And they grow extremely quickly, so we want to make sure that we're harvesting them at the right height. So if they hit a minimum height threshold, We'll send the cutting head in to grab it and then cut it with a pneumatic knife, I guess you could yep. say. Is it collecting the asparagus or is it purely just cutting the asparagus um, so at this point in time? Yeah, prior ones we have got them to put them in a bin, but for this one here, quite frankly, it's just a waste of engineering time and money to actually put that little bit extra in when we're focused on the vision and how much of that we're actually collecting you know, through the end effector. So yep. wanting to test the vision and the end effector effectiveness. Okay, so is this more of a proof of concept at the moment or is it is it going to go this way and will it go back to picking up the asparagus or not? And another question, how much faster is this currently than uh, human yeah. workers? So um, I'll encapsulate all that into a little bit of a story, I guess. At the moment, it's doing the work of around about one human. So realistically, for a commercial one, we'd want to be hitting three or four. Um, but 
as you kind of alluded to, it is a proof of concept at the moment, and by the time it gets commercialised, we'd expect that to be you know, absolutely not only attainable, but smashed out the park, really. So right now it's running at about 2Gs of acceleration in yep. terms of its speed that it can achieve. Um, and it looks pretty fast on the video, but like I say, we need to bump that up for commercial, and that's where Robotics Plus will take over and you know bring that into something that people will actually use. Oh, nice. Um, and yes, we will be putting them in the bins at a later stage because that's something, you know, it's just the easy part, but it still takes a little bit of time. And yeah, we've yeah. kind of completed it already in the other one, so it's minor detail really that will come in again later on. How long did it take to get to this uh, version 1.5 of the machine? Um, if I'm not mistaken, they started this in 2017 with the very first one and then you know built that and tested it over the course of a couple of years. And then this one here took around about... Um, or, I want to say a year, year and a half of design and software development to the point where they were actually picking spares, um, somewhere between a year and a year and a half. Quite frankly, the two people that did this are absolute geniuses. They, the guy that built it, um, designed it, welded the frame, set up all of the control systems, linear rails, you know, which require really high tolerances, um, and then the guy that programmed it. It's, you know, it's really, really effective in terms yep. of what it identifies as a spare, you know, compared to what is actually a spare, it's got a really high success rate in that. And then also picking those of those it picks quite a high percentage as well. So, and obviously they roped you in to put the doors on. Um, Absolutely. What projects would you like to be working on, or what are you working towards currently oh, yourself yeah. personally? Yeah, so I'm actually working on the vine pruner, which for you guys listening at no, home, let's is, talk about that. Let's is, go to the um, vine yeah, pruner. We'll, we'll Next, over to the vine in pruner. between the two robots is a smaller robot, uh, which is an arm, uh, which has got a pruning arm on the end of it. Yeah, so um, essentially what, this is on a separate project now, I should say that, yes. so this is for the Martitech project, which encapsulates a bunch of universities and research institutions, um, so University of Waikato, Auckland, uh, Canterbury, Otago, Lincoln, and Plant and Food Research. Okay, and they're all working on a... Uh, common goal or are they working on a broad range of things? Uh, so there's a slight broad range I guess you could say. So the project targets three specific points. Uh, blueberry harvesting, apple fruitlet thinning and vine pruning. Oh okay, cool. Yeah. And then within that scope there's actually two um, aspects to each of them. So we're trying to go for a human assist element which yep. is basically how can we make the manual labour currently more efficient and actually less back breaking for the people doing it. And then there's kind of an in-game goal of autonomous systems. That's right, robots taking over the world. Exactly. Excellent, that's what we like. Um, Because it's funny even just being at field days for one day now and the amount of people that have already come up to us that are growers of different things and said, you know, we are in trouble in the future. There's not enough labour. The labour that's here isn't skilled enough, um, which I'll come back to in a second. And so they're crying out for help, and we're here to assist them. Um, So with the human assist side, there's a bit of a focus on training as well. So for something like vine pruning, where you prune is incredibly critical. That's right. So for the first season, it's going to give you a high quality of yield. You're going to get better grapes as the energy goes through the plant more effectively. However, it actually impacts the second and third years too, as you cut renewal spurs. You know, that, it takes time for them to grow, but you want them to be good as well because that's going to set up your harvest for the next two yep. years or so. I was just saying before that the labour isn't skilled enough to where the growers would like it, 
So what we're doing is a bit of training as well. So what we've got is some AR and VR systems, and within those we've got um, like point cloud generated vines, and then it's got um, cut points on those vines of where you should cut, yep. and also like you know, integrating it into when people are cutting. Was well, it a good cut? Should we be doing more of that or less? And trying to teach them how to be better. I have pruners. an idea. If they do a bad cut, it should shock them. Reinforce, <laughs> we'll just put the cutter on them. Yeah, yeah reinforce. The, oh, no, 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 let's not get an extra. We do a little tingle, and that'll reinforce uh, good behaviour. I'm, I'm interested good. to see what the ethics committee has to no, say about yeah, that true, one. But uh, this know, is I'm why sure I'd learn quickly. This is why I don't work in robotics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. We all we all have concepts like that at the start. So, yeah, basically for the human assist side, what we've done is take some commercial electric secateurs and we've retrofitted them with um, a different anvil. Anvil's the bottom part of the secateurs that the blade goes up against. So one of the issues with pruning vines is that you've actually got to separate the cane from the wire because they get wrapped around it quite tightly. Now, as humans, we're quite good at identifying for a start which is which. Computer doesn't know that again. No. So our vision guys work on that, and then you know, as a human, again, you pull it apart and then you make your cut. What we've tried to do is come up with a system that they don't actually need to separate it, they can make the cut anywhere. So what happens is we've put some recesses in the anvil where the wire sits into, yep. and that doesn't get cut because the blade doesn't go far enough to hit it, but the cane, which is a lot larger, sits on top of the teeth and gets cut. And then basically we've integrated that into the robotic version as well, which can basically be run off a Ross node or an Arduino or you know, whatever system yep. growers end up choosing, I guess you could say. Um, and yeah, it uses the same kind of internals as the handheld one. Is this, uh, we're looking at this robot here, the uh, Maratech Grapevine Pruner, and it's on a trolley with four wheels. Um, would they wheel that around or is it like that's just to put that arm on at the moment to display it and then you may put it on something similar like is there a body for it that would roll around by itself or is a human with it just sort of trundling it along yeah great question because like say we do have just a trolley here um, so at the moment it's just a research project oh, okay. if we're being completely realistic this technology being commercialised is probably at least kind of 10 years out Yeah, but this trolley is here because it's easy to move around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing it actually goes on weighs about two and a half ton, and oh, so nice. it's three and a half meters tall because it needs to do the apples as well. And the apple orchards uh, that yep. are grown in two D structures are yeah, over three meters tall. So it wasn't very practical or cheap to bring it here. So we got the trolley. No, <laughs> but, that's good. Yeah, we've got a massive rig. Um, we're actually building a lighter one out of aluminium at the moment, just because the original one was so big and heavy and you know, a little bit cumbersome to move. But it gives us that flexibility. We can mount linear rails on it, and yeah, it's it's kitted out for as much research as we want, basically. Man. Which is what we're here for at the moment. Oh yeah, yeah. awesome stuff. Awesome to see yeah. the amount of research going in and uh, teaming up with University of Waikato and a whole bunch of other uh, organisations. And I don't know, it's it's just great to see. And hopefully, you know, people are seeing the benefit of this as opposed to they're taking away jobs and. Uh, things like that. What's the feedback been so far uh, with people you've spoken to? Yeah, so that's that's a question we get asked a lot because it gets a lot of media attention. Yeah, of course. Um, feedback here at field days, you know, might be a little bit skewed, but growers are literally screaming out for this sort of stuff. We've already had people that like, if you had that working today in a commercial thing, we would be buying it, um, which is reassuring. But the question of you know, are we taking jobs? And if you look at the industry scene at the moment, the environment that we're in, not just because of COVID, 
the people are declining in numbers that want to come and do this and there literally isn't enough so you look at asparagus um, a lot of times it isn't even feasible for them to do a harvest so they just let it wilt sometimes so yeah Crazy. and you would be shocked at the amount of fruit um, and you know vegetables that just gets unpicked or rotten or you know, there's just not enough people to pick a lot of it. Um, you know, pruning, it's labour-intensive work. Nobody actually likes doing it, really, you know, in the scheme of things. Um, some people do, I'm sure, but it's just the way things will be going. It'll take time, um, and that's why there's a human assist side to this yep. as well, is that you know, this isn't a two-year goal. This is much more long-term, and we recognise that humans will always be a part of it too, so that's why you know, it's integrated the way that it is. I've got one last question for you, Scott. Go for it. Uh, how much? How many more years of study have you got at University <laughs> of Waikato? And where do you hope to be after that? Like, what's your dream job, or what's your future goals? Um, yeah, that's a, that's a great question, actually. So I've finished my undergrad, so I'm a graduate now, I guess. But some of the guys here are all postgrad. I'm just going to be starting my masters shortly. But it's pretty likely that my future won't even involve and, engineering and that much at all. I'll probably end up doing, yeah, investment venture capital type pitching is probably where my life is oh, going to go. Pitching, so, okay. yeah, we've got someone like that. that can talk to you in a minute about that. Oh, yeah. uh, but no, thank you so much for your time and uh, all the information. It's so amazing, and we'll have some photos as well on our show notes. So go check those out as well. Yeah, thanks so much. Thank you guys. Appreciate it's it. Out. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.